Good morning and welcome everybody to today's episode of the Jadava Show, special Christmas Eve edition. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody. Of course, I'm your host, Jacob Valier. Glad to have you with us on Christmas Eve on a Thursday. Uh, in the spirit of our Thanksgiving episode, we got great reviews on our Christmas uh, Thanksgiving episode back last month, so uh, we decided to do it again. I have two very special guests for our Christmas Eve show. Uh, we have back by popular demand uh, my girlfriend Claire Edwards and her sister Sarah. They are on FaceTime with us via the Valier Global Satellite. Uh, say hi, guys. Hey, hi. That's them. All right, so we're gonna get right into it. Uh, no sports today. No sports to talk about. So we figured in the season of giving, we would talk about uh, some of the best uh, gifts that we have received and. Uh, my girlfriend Claire and I recently became dog parents. Uh, they have the dog uh, right there with them uh, on the FaceTime call. I can see him. His name's Shep. They're watching him right now. How's Shep been uh, this past week? He's been good. He is. I don't know if you could hear that. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's, he's fighting. In the background. <clears throat> can you hear him barking in the background? He's good. He definitely has erupted into a very crazy little puppy in the past 24 hours, I would say. He's like a whole new dog in a sense. As the first week I had him, he was very calm, very sweet, very chill. And now he is just a little ball of energy. Um, yeah, right now my uh, fingers are his chew toy. So starting bright and early at 5 a.m., he is ready. Yeah, having a lot of accidents or is he being a good boy in the house? Um, Every day is different. Yeah, you yeah. never know. She, I mean, my dog's two years old, and, she, and she still pees and poops in the house as recently as this past week. Um, his name is Shep. As I said, he is the cutest little golden retriever. And uh, if you are in the Lynchburg area sometime in the next six months during school, feel free to come by and visit because uh, he is growing fast. So you want to see him while he's still a puppy. Um, so cool. Uh, so. Christmas Eve looks different for every family, and Christmas Day looks different for every family. Uh, our tradition is we go to our grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, so we'll do that today, and then everybody comes over tomorrow. What do you guys, like, what is your guys' typical Christmas Eve, Christmas tradition? Well, it changes every year, um, especially since now COVID and my oldest sister is married. And so typically Christmas Eve looks different. We always, though, go to our Christmas Eve service at Grace Fellowship Church, a.k.a. the Glow Service. It's a very big highlight for the Edwards family every nice, year. Nice advertising. Nice plug there. Thank you. Um, so that starts at 5 p.m. And it's always amazing. So we always go to that. And then after, we normally always have some sort of dinner with either family or friends and so tonight we're having christmas eve dinner at some of our dear friends houses in kinston um and so we'll head there right after church and we're eating uh i'm not even sure what we're having but i'm sure it'll be delicious and then we come home and every christmas eve night my mom gives my sisters and i christmas pajamas to wear for christmas eve and christmas morning so we'll open up those when we get home and probably watch some sort of Christmas movie and then head off to bed. Yeah, how's like you do you usually have a uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas dinner like at your guys's house or is it at someone else's house? It really varies year to year. 
it's just depending on the schedule and like who's going where. Um, but yeah, sometimes we do. Yeah, I was going to say you guys are in a new house that's sort of farther yes, away. Yes, it's our first Christmas not in the house that we all grew up in. So it's definitely bittersweet. Cool. And then, so Christmas, you open presents in the morning, have a big dinner with family at night. So that's two dinners in a row. Yep. Tomorrow we'll head to our, my dad's uh, dad's house, my grandfather's house. And we have a big Christmas day dinner with my family and it is delicious. That's awesome. Yeah. We, I mean, it sounds like you guys basically do the same things that we do uh, as a family, except we don't get Christmas pajamas. Um, on Christmas Eve night, we haven't done that since I was probably a little kid, and I have a fun tradition. Sarah's wearing her Christmas PJs that she got last year right now. Mm-hmm. So, so do you? So do you then retire those pajamas by the next Christmas Eve, or do you? No, we wear them. Yeah, they're uh, more like year-round type of pajamas. So you get to stack up on pajamas every Christmas Eve. That's right. Interesting. Yes. Okay. I don't know why it's really bothering me, though, how you're saying pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. See, we have this. Listen, we have this debate all the time, Claire and I. We say she's from South and I'm, I guess, a Yankee in the sense. We say words very differently. You've probably seen them on my Instagram story before. I say pajamas. She says pajamas. Um, I don't know how you say it. Is it. How do you say how does you say pajama, pajamas? How does Sarah pajamas. say pajamas? How do you say Sarah? Pajamas. See? Pajamas. I'd say PJs. I never say pajamas. Anyways. Well, I'd say pajamas is becoming weird to me. (laughs) Sometimes I say jammies if I'm feeling spicy. Um so which so you guys have been around for a lot of Christmases. Which Christmas in your life would you say, and I'll you both can answer, which Christmas in your life would you say is your favorite? either based on like a memory or a certain gift you got, like which Chris, if you need time to think, I can tell you mine. Yeah. You go first. When I was, uh, I think I was 10 or 11 years old. My dad surprised all of us with a pool table, not a uh, air hockey table, not a pool table an air hockey table on the top floor of our house. I don't know how he snuck it up there while we were, uh, living there because we would have definitely seen it been delivered, but we had a, we, he surprised us with an air hockey table and a, um, a, a big arcade game and sort of turned our top floor of our house into a, like a mini game room. And, uh, we absolutely loved it for about a week. And then we sort of were over it a week later because we had played so much air hockey, but, um, that's the right word for it. Right. Air hockey. It's like, you know, you, you hit it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, that's probably, and then I remember that day before I got, I was big into Pokemon when I was in elementary school and um, I got like the, the next best like Pokemon game. And uh, for, I, I can't remember what it's called, but I just remember 10 or 11 years old. And plus life was much more simple back in 2008, 2009, where I didn't have to worry about getting someone else a gift um, because I didn't have money and a way to go get it. So um, yeah, I'd probably say all the circumstances would make 08, 09 Christmas. So I can't remember which one it was, but whichever one I got the air hockey table would be my favorite one. That's awesome. That sounds so fun. I love air hockey. 
Um, I would say that Sarah and I's favorite Christmas, we both said the same one while you were talking, was when we were younger. I was probably seven, six or seven, and Sarah was four or five, and Margaret Ellen was 11 or 12, and we got a trampoline. My dad and my uncle set it up in our backyard, and it was in the rain they set it up for us. And, um, and we woke up the next morning and we looked outside and there's a trampoline and we were so excited. How long did you have that trampoline? We had it for a while, but we jumped on it all the time. And it was the only trampoline in our neighborhood. And so all the neighborhood kids would come and jump on the trampoline with us. And we had like a little net around it for the first couple of years. Because we, Sarah and I were still pretty small, so we would just like fly off the trampoline if we weren't careful. Well, it's probably smart to have a a net around it at all times, even if you're older. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of our most fun Christmases, I would say. Because of what you it would it, you would say the same, Sarah? She is currently watching Shep, uh, but yes, okay. she would say the same. I think. Okay, well, I'm trying to think of what there was another Christmas I remember. Oh. Um, 2012, and I, you know, I'll end this question with this one. 2012, I, um, we were so the Redskins that year, the Washington football team, then known as the Redskins, were um, leading the NFC East, their uh, division, at nine and six, and uh, they it was RG3's rookie year. It was a great time to be a Skins fan, and then um, we had. It was we had a game right after Christmas. It was the last game of the regular season. That if Washington wins, they go to the playoffs, and if they lose, they miss the playoffs. And so um, for Christmas, we got tickets to go to the last game of the year. Me and my dad, we got uh, tickets right at the fifty-yard line, and uh, yeah, it was against the Dallas Cowboys. If we won, you know, we're going to the playoffs. So we went. It was me and all my friends. We went, uh, and my dad's friends and their kids who are my friends and uh, we ended up winning the game and uh, it was one of the best nights of my sports life. And then we ended up going uh, on the field after the game. Uh, and then we got to go into the owner's uh, suite and have a party afterwards. Um, and uh, so that was probably, I mean, that wasn't on Christmas, but that was, I got to go because of a Christmas present. So I would probably say that was um, an underrated Christmas for me was the 2012 plus 2012 is just one of the best years ever for me. So anyway, um, so this is sort of my last question. I'll close with this one. Um, and this is in the spirit of the, we are in the final week of the dreaded, uh, infamous 2020. And, uh, everybody's had their opinions on 2020. A lot as good has happened. A lot of good has happened to people, but obviously because of COVID, uh, a lot of bad has happened to people. Um, so I guess I wanted to end by asking you guys, like, will you miss the year 2020 because of the things that have happened or the, the good things or the bad things that have happened? So you guys can take turns answering if you want. Yeah, 2020 has definitely been a crazy year. Um, but also I think it's been the year for me where I've experienced the most like change and most new um, to start off 2020, I we started dating pretty early on, which is new and exciting and fun. 
Right. Um, dated most of 2020. I graduated college, which was great. Um, four years of hard work paid off, and it was the best four years. And then I started, I moved to Lynchburg, my first apartment on my own, and where I stayed in Lynchburg, I guess. And I started my first real job, which was amazing. I had loved working at Consensus Real Estate Services. It's been such a gift and joy to learn and grow in that company. And I also got Shep. Uh, my first dog and my first like real sense of responsibility um, kind of in that way, which has just been really great. And so I would say 2020, yes, it has been crazy and sad and hard with all the things, but it's also been a year where the Lord has just really blessed me in the most unexpected and sweet ways by just giving me glimpses of um, his grace and his truth and his love and hope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I am excited for a new year to see what 2021 will bring, but 2020 definitely had some great moments. Um, and I think Sarah would agree with me. She is on currently outside the ship, but I think she would agree with me as well. Yeah. Does Sarah have any opinion on that? Um, let's see. Sarah also has had a great year. She has gotten the chance to travel quite a bit despite COVID. She's been out to Alaska and Florida and some other places and she has gotten to live with her best friends and um, live at the beach and just I think 2020 has been a good year for her as well but I think she's also excited for 2021. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you speaking on her behalf. Um, yeah no I would agree if you let me uh, answer as well. It was definitely a crazy year. I miss n- normalcy I miss uh, being able to go out and do the things that we used to be able to do back before March, uh, pre-COVID. So it really does stink in that sense. But at the same time, um, it's been fun. Obviously, Claire already said it. We started dating this year back uh, in late March. um, And uh, we uh, quarantined in the same town together uh, in our college houses back during the month of April with our friends and the month of April was an awesome month of community with uh, Claire and all of our friends uh, in Young Life. And uh, we also had a lot of fun um, over the summer. Uh, it was hard, long distance uh, relationship, but it was also rewarding. Uh, we both were able to work. I've had three different jobs this year, which is different from when I was in high school and early on in college, I went five years with the same job. And then the first three years I, uh, had, this year I had three different jobs. So, um, it was a, look, it was an interesting year. It was the most unique year of my life probably, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm excited for the next year. Um, but at the same time, obviously I wish that this year would have had all of the same things happen, except, without COVID being a part of it. So um, anyway, that is about all I got. What do you guys have planned for the rest of today? What's the next move today for you guys? We're really just here hanging until that glow service at five. We're going to do some cooking and we're going to do some last minute shopping and delivering gifts, chasing chaperones, just getting ready for the next 24 hours. All right. Claire and Sarah Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you for joining the show. We hope you guys have a great rest of your Christmas Eve and Christmas, and uh, we'll have you on the show very soon. Looking forward to it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. So uh, there are a couple of games on um, for the rest of uh, Friday. There's no games on today, uh, but there are games uh, tomorrow and uh, Christmas. Oh, I can't remember the last time we had Christmas games. Um, it is the beginning of week 16. There's no Thursday night game, oddly enough. The NFL typically historically has liked playing their games on um Christmas Eve rather than Christmas, but there is a game tomorrow night. It is the Vikings and the Saints, and then there is a game, our three games Saturday. Um, so I'm going to actually make all of my picks, uh, except for the Monday game uh, right now. So we'll start with <clears throat> Vikings Saints. Uh, I'm going to take New Orleans at minus seven. They've lost two in a row. Uh, they're going to be playing inspired. They're going to be trying to play for that number one overall seed, and uh, the Vikings Run defense is absolutely atrocious, so I like the Vikings. I mean, I like the Saints with the points in this instance. Tomorrow, minus seven, I like New Orleans to win by at least a touchdown. All right, Saturday, Buccaneers at Lions. I love the Lions at plus nine and a half. Tampa Bay has been keeping things close. They've been coming out of the gate really, really slow the last couple of weeks. Since their bye week, they have gone down 17 nothing to Atlanta. And they kept things really close with Minnesota the other week. These are bad teams. I think they'll win, but I think it'll be close. I think Detroit will put up a nice fight. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been able to keep the Lions in games all season long, so I like the uh, Detroit Lions at plus nine and a hook uh, at the one o'clock spot on Saturday. Uh, 49ers Cardinals. Excuse me. I like Arizona minus five here. San Francisco will be starting their third quarterback this year. Uh, they will be without their star tight end, George Kittle. They'll be without uh, <laughs> a couple of their wide receivers. Uh, Debo Samuel is one I could think of. Raheem Mostert will be out. San Francisco's all beat up on the offensive side. Defensively, they've been uh, good, but they're still just one playmaker away, and that's partially due to injury from really making noise on defense. Arizona's been picking things up. They're playing. They have more to play for as the Niners are out of it. I like Arizona at minus five uh, because Cardinals against the spread have been very good. They've been able to contain teams. They weren't last week against Philly, but a couple of weeks ago against the Giants, they were able to cover the spread and all-out win. So I like them against a bad opponent here. Minus five. All right, uh, Miami and the Raiders. I'm going to take uh, Miami minus three. I don't know what Vegas is doing with the disrespect to the Dolphins, but uh, the Dolphins, uh, first of all, the Raiders have absolutely collapsed in the last month. John Gruden in his career is sub 500, actually in the last three years, uh, since coming back to the Raiders in the month of December. He is sub 500. Uh, they have lost four of their last five, really should have lost their last five. They were Lucky to beat the Jets. Uh, they lost to the Chargers. They're losing. They're not just losing to cupcakes. They're losing to bad teams. Lost to Atlanta by a lot. They barely beat the Jets. They lost to the Chargers in overtime. You know these are teams that they should be beating. Uh, they're they're score. They're giving up the fourth most points in the NFL. Uh, and the Dolphins play incredible defense. The Raiders are starting their backup quarterback. I don't understand why the Lion. Uh, on this game is only at minus three, but I'll take the points easily with the Dolphins. This is my pick of the week. All right, Falcons Chiefs. I'm going to take the Falcons at plus 10 and a half, and here's why. I'm not picking the Falcons to win by any stretch. I think the Chiefs win by four or five points, but here's the thing. The Chiefs 
have been in a lot of close games recently. In their last six games, or the last, yeah, six games, they have won by two, four, three, six, six, and three. Those are the final tallies of their last six games. That's too close to call for me. Uh, the Falcons have, look, they had a chance against Tampa Bay at home. They only lost by four. They were able to cover. They lost only by three to the Chargers. They lost by five to New Orleans. They beat the brakes off the Raiders by 37. That's their last four. The last month for the Raiders has been, I mean, the Falcons has been good against the spread, so I like them, and the Chiefs have been bad against the spread. It lands the easy pick here at plus 10.5. Jets-Browns, I'm going to take Cleveland minus 9.5. Here's why. The Jets... Uh, got their big emotional win. Cleveland has been suffocating teams, especially on offense this year, uh, and especially in the last couple of months. They have figured out ways. They have the best offensive line in the NFL. They have the best uh, running game in the NFL, and Baker Mayfield has proven to be a capable quarterback. I was wrong about him since Odell Beckham went down. 15 touchdowns, one interception. I've been very impressed. I like the Browns with nine and a hook uh, on the road here. All right, uh, Washington Panthers. I'm going to take Washington minus two. Look, Washington, if the Giants can pull out a loss against the Ravens, then the Washington football team will be playing for a division title on Sunday. Uh, So I like them. The Panthers have struggled since starting off. Look, the Panthers actually started off the year looking like they could be a team that uh, could really make some noise. They were at one point three and two. Well, they've since gone one and eight. And uh, I know they've been keeping things close uh, the last three weeks against Minnesota, Denver, Green Bay. Those defenses aren't nearly as good as Washington's, who have a top five defense in the NFL. Um, fifth scoring defense, by the way. I like Washington. They have a lot more to play for. If Alex Smith can play, I like Washington to win all out minus two. All right. Uh, Colt Steelers love Indianapolis minus two here. Indianapolis will win this game uh, and they will at least cover. Uh, it won't be close. Colts are a better team right now. Okay, Pittsburgh is, I don't know what's wrong with Pittsburgh. Big Ben doesn't look like he can play anymore. Like he looks dreadful. Sometimes he's averaging 6.2 yards in attempt, 92.7 passer rating, uh, 247 yards a game. He's only averaging 9.5 yards of completion. That's lowest in the league. I, Look, I don't understand it. The he, they've lost three in a row. They were 11-0, and, and it looked like, okay, it's a little bit fraudulent because they're playing bad teams, but still got to win those games. Last three weeks, they have looked awful. They've lost two of their last three to teams with losing records, Washington and Cincinnati. Indianapolis is a very real team with a very real defense, and by the way, a very real running game, which could be you know, a mismatch for the Steelers' defense. Colts will easily win this game. I don't know the score, but they will at least cover and win by at least two. Bears and Jaguars, I'm going to take Jacksonville plus seven and a half. This is my uh, risk pick of the week. Jacksonville got the number one pick. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence unless they mess things up, which I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, The Bears, they've been riding a bit of a a hot streak here. They've been figuring out ways with Mitchell Trubisky to score points. Matt Nagy's a very creative offensive coach, but Jacksonville has been a tough out this season. I know they barely... They, they got blown out last week by Baltimore, and they got blown out the week before by Tennessee. But before that, barely lost to Minnesota, barely lost to Cleveland, barely lost to Green Bay, barely lost to Houston. Uh, earlier in the year, barely lost to Tennessee uh, and Joe Burrow's Bengals, uh, and they barely lost, and they beat the Colts this season. So the Jaguars are a tough out. They will lose, but I think they'll cover and keep things close. Uh, Ravens and Giants, I like the Baltimore Ravens at minus 10.5. The Giants 
are the, probably the most overrated team in the NFL. Uh, and you know, I don't know if they are anymore because they've lost a couple in a row and pretty embarrassingly. So they've only scored six and a half points a game the last two weeks. Uh, and they're the second worst offense in the NFL. Um, but the Ravens are on an absolute tear right now. The Giants can't score. They have one of the worst starters in the NFL in Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson, when he's on, can be one of the best passers in the league. I know everybody says he can't throw. Everyone tells me, oh, he can't throw. Uh, I beg to differ. This guy's thrown 28 to 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions. He's completing the last two years. Completion percentage is a big deal to you all. He's completing 65.5% of his passes with a 106 pass rating. I think this is a blowout for the Ravens. They win by at least 11. All right, uh, Bengals-Texans. I'm going to take Cincinnati mine, uh, plus eight. The Texans have one of the most atrocious defenses in the NFL, and Ryan Finley can prove he can win a game against a better team, and he can do it as a dual threat. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to pay much attention to this game, but I do like Cincinnati to cover. I don't know if they'll win. I think Houston might, but... Cincinnati will cover. All right, uh, a lot of games Sunday. Denver and Char Denver and the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers minus three and a half. Justin Herbert's rookie of the year. They're just flat, flat out better than the Broncos, and they have a better future than them. Dallas, Philly. I love the Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been absolutely special these first few weeks of the season. Uh, and if they win, if Jalen Hurts can beat the Cowboys, then Dallas will be mathematically unable to win the division, and therefore, therefore, out of the playoffs. Uh, so I like Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts to cover, maybe win, but I do like the points there. Uh, Rams, Seahawks. I'm going to take the Rams at plus two and a half, at plus one and a half. This is all bets provided by Yahoo Sports, by the way. Uh, the Rams just got embarrassed by the Jets. Don't sell your stock on them too much. I know this is a very easy team to sell your stock on after what you just saw against New York. But look, the Rams are... They're still one of the more talented teams in the NFL. My biggest concern with them is Jared Goff, who has become a turnover mess the last couple of seasons. If he can stay out of his own way, I like the Rams to win this game against Seattle, who, let's be honest, should have lost that game against Washington, if not for Dwayne Haskins' idiocy. Okay, I don't even know if that's a word. Idiocy is probably the, word, the right word for it, but Dwayne Haskins is the reason Seattle won that game. The Seahawks are a little bit more exposable than you think. Russell Wilson has been able to – he's been turning the ball over, okay? He's not the MVP candidate we once thought he was. The Rams are coming off a bad loss to the Jets. They're going to want to prove something. I like the Rams to win that game. They already beat Seattle this season. Um, so I like them. I like the points here. All right, finally, uh, Sunday night football, Titans-Packers. I am loving the Titans at plus three and a half. This is a bad matchup for Green Bay. They are giving them three and a hook, but the Tennessee Titans, they've been the toughest out this season. Okay. And, and they've also been, they're not even like an, they're a team that can win games. They're a team that can, they're 10 and four. They're probably going to win their division and the green Bay Packers against dominant, like teams that will just run down your throat. The Packers against Tampa Bay, they ran down their throat. They beat them. Minnesota ran down their throat. They beat Green Bay. Indianapolis ran down the Packers' throat. They beat them. Okay. They are they struggle again. And Jacksonville, they ran down Green Bay's throat and they kept things really close at Lambeau. Tennessee is the best running team in the NFL. Derrick Henry's the best running back in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm smelling upset. I like the Tennessee Titans to not only cover, but I like them to win all out.
This is a very easy one for me, and I'm going to take the points with Tennessee at plus three and a half and beat the Packers. Both of those teams will be 11 and four. Bills Patriots Monday Night Football will not touch that game until the time comes Monday. Uh, but until then, that's it for me. No, sh- We are off tomorrow. I hope you all have a great rest of your Christmas Eve and a very Merry Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you guys celebrate. Uh, thank you to our guests today, uh, the love of my life, Claire Edwards and her sister, Sarah. Uh, shout out LaGrange, North Carolina, where they're from. And, uh, and our wonderful little dog, Shep. You might have heard him bark on the broadcast earlier on uh, in the episode. But until the next time we see each other, I am your host, Jacob Ballier. You've been listening to The Jadava Show, and we will see you all very, very soon. Take care and Merry Christmas.